Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. This episode is brought to you by patreon.com slash sbfvgs. Welcome to Super Best Friends Video Game Sleepover, episode 165. You're listening to the number one video game podcast on the internet that features my best friends. I'm one of your hosts, Adam Redding. Joining me is Mike, the Platinum Pomplamous Lopez. Oh, Pomplamous. I think you've already <laughs> used that one. I don't know if I have. I, don't, I, don't I think, think so. you have, sir. That voice you hear griping about Mike's nickname is <laughs> David <laughs> Bad Ending Tate. Oh, <laughs> no. I... I got the bad ending in The Witcher 3 uh, last year. Yeah. Uh, Cyberpunk, we'll talk about it, but uh, we'll get there. We'll I didn't get, get the there. worst ending in Cyberpunk. Let's put it that way. That's good. Yeah. That is good. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> I'm just joshing you anyway. I may have said the Platinum Pomplamous before. Who's to say? Who's to say? Someone, someone would have to go back probably 100 episodes to find it. It's, <laughs> good luck, people. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. So, <laughs> All you have to do is pump up our listener numbers. Yeah, as a prove it. Yeah. Prove it. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> the Super Best Friends Video Game Sleepover Podcast comes to you every fortnight with each of us coming to the table to discuss one burning topic from the world of gaming. Uh, but first, gentlemen, gentlemen, mm. <laughs> what games have you been playing at? Oh, well, if I might begin this podcast speaking of the game's from which I am henceforth to be known from this <laughs> point forward as playing ipso facto have been yeah. <laughs> bada bing bada boom uh, I don't think that's what after a weird start <laughs> <laughs> listen I start every episode troubleshooting now so yeah. like I'm just always in a weird mood at the beginning of every episode uh, anyway uh, so played a little bit of Apex Played nice. a little bit of Call of Duty. Oh, actually, no, I played two games, didn't I? I played a lot of bit of Call of Duty Cold War. I bought a Call of Duty it. Cold War and Ooh. beat it in, in the span of the last episode and now. The oh, next nice. in one fortnight. That's a that's a one fortnight game. It sounds like. Yeah, it's a very short game. It was probably like I'd be shocked if it was ten hours. Uh, but I like short games, so I'm very happy about that. And also, they like try to do some interesting things, like. I don't want to spoil it too much, but they like <clears throat> they like clearly threw in some inspiration from the Stanley Parable, which if you've never played that, it's a really fun indie game. Uh, and they they threw in some uh, influence from Bioshock of all things. Oh wow! And mostly in the narrative sense uh, in that case, but that's cool. Yeah, it was it's really cool. It's set during the Cold War era in the eighties. Uh, there's a Reagan weird CG Reagan in it for some reason. It's very strange. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, but yeah, really fun. It was like they actually try to do like unique and different things uh, in Call of Duty. I mean, you still shoot people in almost every match. There are a couple sneaky boy missions, which I really enjoyed. Ah, uh, but yeah, for the most part, it's shooty shooty. But then like the story was pretty interesting. So 
So yeah, I like it. And also the visuals are just beautiful. And also the multiplayer Call of Duty multiplayer is really fun. Still, um, one of my buddies, Michael Means, friend of the show. He, he hasn't been on the show, but he's a friend of me anyway. So he's a friend of the mm-hmm. show. Uh, <laughs> him and I, I, I played with him and all three of his brothers. So it was all the Michael Means and his Means brothers, and then David. The whole, <laughs> it sounds like the Means <laughs> the Means posse. It's like something from Red Dead. It really does. <laughs> and they all kind of have huge beards. And if they wore Red Dead kind of clothes, they would look like they were in Red Dead, too. So like they the have means like, boys are back on the farm, you know, <laughs> that kind of thing. Exactly. So, like yeah, played that. Uh, I forgot about that. And I just remembered now. So I'm glad I did. And then also I resumed my cyberpunk, my cyberpunk playthrough on stream and beat it. I yes. beat cyberpunk. Nice. Um, it's uh, it's the second CD Projekt Red game I've beaten. Mm. Very proud of that. Um, and it's the first ending of a cyberpunk game that I've liked. <laughs> <laughs> or of a CD Projekt Red game that you've liked? You, you said, said of, a of a cyberpunk. Game. Oh, yeah, it's the first CD. Yeah, I, I do of that all the cyberpunk games I've beaten, this <laughs> is the best. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but um, it's the first it's the first CD Projekt game I've beaten and not regretted playing it immediately mm. after uh sad mm. but true um cyberpunk 2077's <laughs> ending uh while it wasn't completely happy which is usually what i want in a in an ending um it uh it was still kind of satisfying and it felt earned in a way mm. um, okay but uh there were still like some really weird bugs in the last few missions that uh like in one in one one of the things i had to do is i had to eliminate all the enemies in an area and two of them spawned underground, so I couldn't eliminate them and move on to the next part of the. Oh, oh, man. So I had to reload my. Also, the game wouldn't let me save because I I was in combat. So <laughs> so I had to just do that whole part of the mission. Just do the whole thing again. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, oh, and Eric says in chat. Turns out the cyberpunk was Keanu the whole time. Gosh. Um, <laughs> and Lars Keanu in the chat was a ghost. Oh, it's a sixth sense situation. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Lars in the chat says 50-50 success rate by CD Project Red on, <laughs> on the terms of uh, endings. I'm sure there are endings in The Witcher 3 that are better than the one I got. I just I had this thing come over me called um I don't know, streamer dumb. I don't know. It just it like when I stream a game, I will automatically just gravitate to the dumbest decisions and also will not pay attention to what's happening in the story and miss subtle cues and et cetera, et cetera. So, so I was thankful to have soak seven with me in the chat, almost my entire cyberpunk playthrough to help me make wise (laughs) decisions. Soak seven in the chat says also the Butler did it. Yeah. I, that's like me watching any kind of long series with my wife. Like she will be able to go, Oh, that's the guy from season two that they almost killed. (laughs) Oh, he's back for revenge now. And I'm like, what? I thought this was a brand new character. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I get I have that problem uh, in games, too. Uh, and also. Uh, so I guess I should give this game a, a review, a like a little mini yeah, review score yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of thing. So uh, I am going to give it. Well, I'm not going to I'm not going to say what it is. So I was very excited for Cyberpunk. Mm-hmm. I was very hyped. I bought into most of the hype. Yeah. Started to get concerned when they 
did that whole thing where reviewers weren't allowed to show their own footage. They could only show footage that CD Projekt Red had captured. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought, I figured when I heard that, I was like, oh, that means there's a lot of glitches and they don't want silly videos floating around the internet yet. Yeah. You know. So I was worried about that. I was also worried that, you know, clearly the console versions probably aren't doing too good because we have never seen them one time. We never saw them before the game came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I just, I was, I was a little nervous. Um, and I, I have to say some, like, I do like games with bugs in them. Like I love Skyrim. I've played that game something like 200, 300 hours. Right. Yeah. And I, and that game is still full of bugs and it's fun. And I kind of find the bugs endearing. Uh, none of the bugs really got in the way of my progress. And that's when I stop liking bugs is when mm-hmm. like something happens and I have mm-hmm. to reload and go back a bit yeah. and, and fix a bug. Um, and so cyberpunk still has too many of those. Uh, there hasn't yeah. been a patch in like 20 days at this point. So that's really weird. <laughs> um, it's like, it's almost like they took Christmas off the jerks, the lazy jerks. That is fair. <laughs> but if you are releasing a game that is full of bugs Mm-hmm. and you're releasing it right before christmas yeah yeah maybe just push it back a little bit further just past christmas so you can keep working on the bugs you know still give your developers christmas that's a, that's the problem they wouldn't have given their developers christmas off so never mind but yeah. anyway <laughs> um but yeah so <laughs> so bugs kind of ruin the game for me so if they come back and patch the game i'm gonna go do another playthrough um and and play it over bug free, you know, with some DLC and stuff. Uh, but as of right now, um, the year of our Lord, 2021, January 14th, which is when we're recording this. I am giving Cyberpunk four out of five entire pizzas. Wow. Mm, so the, All right. the bug, without the bugs, it would have been probably six out of five. But with the bugs, wow. it's five. Um, so docked two full pizzas for those bugs. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm, that I did. Now, now here's another example. I'm not going to give you specifics of the scene because uh, there's a lot of different endings um, and I don't want to spoil any of them. But um, there is a scene in one in the ending I got. There is a scene where a character is like wearing sunglasses and then the character takes off their sunglasses. And for some reason, my character model had two pairs of sunglasses on. <laughs> and so when, when when my character took off, or when not my character, when the character took off uh, the sunglasses, it revealed a second pair of sunglasses. <laughs> and it was supposed to be like a touching moment. And I just couldn't help but laugh. That's amazing. It's like that it's meme of the great. guy from, what, what's that show? It's like uh, some CSI Miami or whatever with the red oh, hair yeah, dude. Yeah. He always has taken off his shades in a dramatic way. There's a meme or like a, an animated gif of him just like taking his shades off and there's more shades underneath. And he just keeps <laughs> taking them off. Oh, gosh. That's amazing, though. It was a good game, and I, I definitely recommend you play it if you have a very beefy PC, but otherwise, just wait for the bugs to be fixed. So, heartbreaking, but also fun. Uh, yeah, that's me. That's that's what I've been playing at. All right. Cool. Michael? Uh, I've also been playing Apex, uh, really enjoying Season 7. Uh, I've not played it with David because he doesn't want to play games with me, but... Michael that's um, right. that's true. only plays video games during what I call the gremlin hours, which is the mm. hours where if I stay up that late, uh, first of all, I start becoming a gremlin, gremlin, like I get hunched over and I just want oh. pizza and I get greasy. But then also <laughs> I am a gremlin to everyone else I talk to the next day because I'm in a bad mood because I'm tired. 
You but, start like going to bars and playing darts and drinking and smoking too much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what exactly what happens to me if I stay. Yeah, up I, I get it. I get it. The gremlin hours. It's no yeah. joke. Um, so that, that's been fun. Um, I have been playing Day of the Tentacle over again. My daughter's never played oh, it before, very so nice. we're playing that together. We'll love it. Whoa! Love it. Yeah. Unexpected. Oh yeah, she loves it. So much fun. I, I love point and click adventure games. So yeah, we need more of those. Um. I was also playing Cyberpunk 2077 on the PlayStation 5. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. And um, guys, it's not great. <laughs> it's not a great experience. Oh, no. Yeah. So it's it's not nearly not nearly as bad as it is on like an OG PS4 or, or an Xbox, uh, an Xbox one. But um, yeah, it crashes like all the time. It crashes like every hour on the hour. Um, really? Yeah. Uh, and then I got to a point where I, after I got probably past like the 20 hour mark into that game, it was just like bug after bug. Like I'd be like in, in quests I couldn't finish because like the quest would have like two steps, like get in the car and then get in the car and it takes you somewhere and then you have to go like kill a bunch of dudes. But then after you got to that second place, the the folder or the check mark, whatever, never like blipped over get in the oh, car. Oh no! So it's like, hey, you didn't get in the car, and it's like, I did. You drove me here, and it's like, nah, <laughs> we're, we're stuck here forever now in limbo unless you want to load an old save up. Oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, I never got a bug luckily, like that exactly. Yeah, luckily it auto saves pretty frequently. Yeah, but yeah. I've, so I, I've seen I, a couple I, things <laughs> along those lines. Uh, nothing, nothing quite that bad yet. Yeah, but yeah. I, I think Adam, you you and I have had pretty different experiences. So, so thankfully, this isn't everybody. But yeah, I've also into a, I don't a know lot why. of a lot of missions where, um, whenever I'm the passenger in a car, after driving for like ten seconds, um, my perspective shifts like forty five degrees. Like my character is like sitting at a at like a sideways angle. What? <laughs> so like the entire world is now tilted as we're driving around and it's very disorienting and I can't see out the windows well and it's just like <laughs> I did have super a super duper busted man. I did I did have a weird glitch and I th- I think it was a glitch otherwise it would just mm-hmm. be a really terrible choice creatively but like I did one of those car missions like uh not not the Delamine but the mm-hmm. uh one of the like the street races where you're yeah. driving and then you got the the lady from Afterlife is like out the window blasting and stuff so I did one of those and then we get back and we we kicked everyone's butt and then uh she's like hey do you want to ride back to the shop and i was like thinking oh this could be cool like maybe there's some dialogue that happens on this mm-hmm. drive like sure yeah i'll hop in and we'll, we'll we'll chat so i i hop back in and she proceeds to drive like 5 miles per hour oh man that's and, everybody in dead silence dead si- no dialogue nothing interesting yeah. just driving five miles an hour in this thing like we just literally had a race through the city now she's gonna drive me like a mile and a half back to the shop at five miles per hour and i was like all yeah. right I lo- at least they allow you to like, skip the skip. driving scene yeah so i skipped that and then we get there and, and she didn't say a word she was like all right peace like just checked <laughs> like, out totally and i was it. like my car is not even anywhere now i have to call my car like yeah. this is that was a complete waste of time. But yeah, so that was weird. But I, I don't know that it was supposed to be like that. I hope not. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, though, Mike. No, as, and I'm sure we're going to talk about more of this during like news and stuff. But um, I've also got a frequent glitch where 
uh, after I load up a save, one of the buttons just on the controller just doesn't work. It doesn't do anything. Oh, um, Silk 7 had that one, I think. Yeah, it's just like, it, it's never the same button. It's Usually it's a D-pad button, but it's it's never the same one. Sometimes it's a face button. Um, but yeah, it's just, yeah, it, it's just not fun to play, guys. Um, which, is, which is a bummer because I was, I was really enjoying the story. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like the gameplay is okay. Like, it's fun enough, but it's not blowing me away. Um, but I'm enjoying it enough for the story and, and for the exploration uh, and, and for the world. I think um, the fun, uh, the funness of playing depends on your build. I built this character that was all headshot and stealth based. So mm-hmm. I did like five times more damage if I got a headshot while in stealth. And so I would just like walk into a place and like stealth in and just blast everyone's heads and then <laughs> everyone would be dead and I would be good to just loot to my heart's content. And I found that to be very fun. I thought that was just a really fun uh like like the combat is okay when things when things hit the fan but mm-hmm. uh but i like taking i like feeling overpowered in video games and uh mm-hmm. and cyberpunk definitely can yeah can. that's a, i was just gonna say like i don't feel like it's very challenging when i get into an all-out no. brawl like no, i just mow is. through everybody and and i'm like do, do i just did i just find like a super ba gun so it's either either i'm mowing through everyone like it's no big whoop or mm-hmm. i happen upon a gang that like shoots me once and i just explode like so <laughs> there's yeah. like also there's true, no in yep. between it's like incredibly over difficult or, or a little too easy for me like but yeah, you know the, i feel like the the balance is is off there but uh but yeah overall i i'm just putting it down I'm, I'm waiting for the next patch to come out um are you gonna wait I'll, for the next gen patch uh clearly not because it's gonna be six months away um yeah that was some, <laughs> something we'll talk about the news i'm sure um, yeah but man that yeah. was that was disappointing to hear about anyway so yeah cyberpunk Lars now in the chat said Cyberpunk does a great job of getting spammed by friends to trying to sell you their car. <laughs> Man. It, yeah, if, if so I can much. make another critique about that game, it, it is ridiculous. Like you meet all these fixers, which are supposed to be people that, that give you like mercenary jobs. And 99% of the time, it's just like, hey, I got a car for sale. Hey, I got a car for yeah. sale. <laughs> hey, we've never met. If I'm I'm a super secret, you know, fixer, like you come to me for the for the the primo jobs. Okay. I'll call Criminal you in five underworld, seconds. Yeah. And then he calls you and is like, I got a motorcycle for sale. <laughs> I just gotta, I gotta move this thing. It's just, it's, it's so not fun at times. Like what if that's like about the way the fixers work? I wish you had to go see them before they started giving you missions. So that mm. way you could like oh, sort of man. opt into all of those. Yeah. Speaking of that, another problem I have is sometimes I'll be on a mission. Like I'm in the mission and people are talking to me. And then I'll just get like a pop up, like from a fixer, like giving me more missions to do while I'm in a mission. <laughs> I, I played one like Megan and I were playing through a mission and no joke during that mission. I was like on my way to a place as part of like my next part of the mission. And I received like four other quests in between me driving there. It's like the pacing is all goofed up. Like, man, this game, it's got problems. Like it is a fun yeah. game. I'm not discouraging people from buying it. There's lots to love in that game, but it's... um. It's also kind of a hot mess. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It is a hot mess, but sometimes hot messes can be fun. And I think that cyberpunk is very fun. It it just is also a hot mess and they need to kind of like go home and sleep it off, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, um, so I, I haven't, I haven't beaten the game. I, I can't presume no, to give it a, a burrito rating, but yeah, I, I definitely think it's tracking at like a B plus for me right now. Yeah. Um, so that's a four out of be- five, right? Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. It's it, because it's uh 
I really like the game when I'm playing it. And when I'm, when after I've played it, like usually the next day, I'm like, gosh, I gotta get back in and play some more, you know? So that's, that's usually a good sign. Um, Mm. I don't, I have not had the same glitching and crashing issues that Mike has. And it's really strange because we're both playing, you know, kind of launch PS fives, physical copies of the game. I don't, Mm -hmm. it's not, not that that would really matter, but you know, uh, the latest patch and, and all that stuff. And yeah, yeah, for whatever reason, um, I mean, I, I, it still crashes on me here and there, but like not every hour, you know, it's like, yeah, if I play no, for mine. like, if I play for like three or four hours, maybe it crashes once in there somewhere. Um, yeah. and it's, it's kind of weird. Like that never, like, if you think about that being something that you're just okay with, <laughs> like that's really weird <laughs> I'm not. because, because like usually any game that crashes like a hard crash like that. Mm-hmm. I would be like, what the heck? What's going on with this game? You know, like that. Yeah. I think, I think maybe, I think Ghost of Tsushima crashed on me once in like 40 hours. You know, I think Last of Us 2 crashed on me maybe once in, in around that same amount of time. Um, but this, it's like, it's crashed on me dozens of times at this point. Yeah. But, Maybe not dozens, but it just feels like it. Probably a dozen had, times. I definitely had dozens. Yeah. <laughs> EC Master Race tidbit here. I played about 100 hours of Cyberpunk uh, since the launch till now. I have had two crashes. Hey, there you go. Well, and, and you know, we'll get into it in a bit. But yeah, that's uh, mm. it's kind of indicative of what we heard this week from CD Projekt Red. CD, mm-hmm. CD probably. Oh, I like. Oh, nice pronunciation. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway okay. anyway so well, this is uh, going on should... for, for long enough yeah. so uh, cyberpunk i put it down we'll wait for the next uh patch that comes out in january and okay. i instead played something else i already had on my list which was uh spider-man uh miles morales yeah which oh. was excellent just finished it yes the night. Uh, it's fantastic yeah it's yeah five out of five pe- uh, five out of five tacos like wow like, that game is so good yeah, it's it's fantastic. I, the, it yeah. tells Adam a great Morty story. Adam gave a pretty good review on that game before, so I won't go back into yeah, it. Yeah, it's super yeah. solid. It's a great time, and yep. it's for me right now with work being so insane and busy and everything. Like a short, shorter game like that, mm-hmm. I was just like, "Yes, this is perfect." You know? Yeah, I had no um, problems with the length at all. I, I loved it. Yeah, yeah. So, um, anything else? Nah, that's it, man. All right, so I too played some cyberpunk um i I find not so coming i definitely have not been plowing super deep into the story um i basically got into act two got a couple missions into act two story-wise and then was like okay put a pause on that and i'm gonna just do all side stuff for a long time (laughs) so i've been having fun just doing whatever missions i you know they tickle my fancy Mm -hmm. Uh, and so because i kind of I've been, I'm kind of treading water, like, like Mike was saying, like until that January patch comes out before I, you know, go headlong into more story, because like a lot of the story missions are really cool. Like the design of them, the dialogue, the atmosphere, Mm -hmm. and they, they definitely can have the potential to be a little bit spoiled by glitches and stuff. So, um, but yeah, so, you know, I'm, I'm, but I'm still having a great time playing it and I'm, I'm just not super far in the story at all. I'm just kind of. Uh, treading water like i said so yeah. um played some cyberpunk uh played some more star wars squadrons in vr it's an excellent oh, nice. time um i love it 
Um, and then, uh, oh, I, I beat Gris. Oh, I like that game a lot. As they say, Gris for us Americans. I was like, wait, beat, you mean you watched Gris? I I don't understand. (laughs) Oh, Gris. Gotcha. Gris. Yeah. So, um, so Gris, (laughs) if you want to be a very crass American pronunciation, um, it was, it was a splendid and beautiful game. I beat it in one sitting. I think I tweeted something about it, but yeah, it's, uh, I, I, that's a five out of five, uh, burrito game for me. It was like just this super cool, beautiful experience with great music, great artistic, uh, merits all the, all around. And, and mm-hmm. honestly, one of the things that really stood out to me about that game was the, um, just the way they so effortlessly make you feel like you're exploring without ever feeling lost. Like I, yeah. I just always felt like, oh, I wonder what this is over here. And then I was in this whole new cool area without ever feeling like, oh, now I'm lost. Now I got to backtrack or whatever. Now I got to, mm-hmm. now I got to try to find where to go next. Like I never had that feeling. It was so masterful. I, I think that's kind of one of the, my favorite things about the game, um, honestly. So yeah, really loved it. And, um, then hopped on the old Xbox game pass and, um, started co-oping nights and bikes with my daughter. Oh, I, love that game. I, I remember Mike, you mentioned you and Ireland played through the whole thing. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So I, uh, that was, that was, a kind of what got my, my brain tickled, tickled there. And I was like, yeah, brain you know, tickled. I'll see <laughs> tickled. And yeah. And I was like, you know, I'll see if, see if Scarlet wants to play it. And so we, yeah. we started, we jumped in, we played, uh, the first few missions. I'm, we're loving it. And so, and she's yeah. definitely into it and wanting to play more. Um, so yeah, that's really cool. And, um, also beat Donut County on the Switch, uh, which is uh, I like that one. <laughs> it's a really fun game. You can beat it in a few hours, yeah. Um, but but yeah, it's just like a really quirky. Um, the the writing is is very funny. Uh, it's it's got this kind of Katamari gameplay mm-hmm. hook to it. Where you're just like, you have this little hole, you know, if for anyone who's not familiar, it's not a new game, but yeah, but you know, you, you just have this little hole in the floor and you're like sucking up everything. And every time you eat something, the hole grows. And so you just keep doing that. And there's something that's really satisfying about that. And then they wove this ridiculous and funny story around it. And so, yeah, it's, it's a really good game. Um, but yeah, so yeah, uh, that's, I would say, I would say four and a half out of five uh burritos for donut county so some good games very good indie games this fortnight and uh, of course i'm still plugging away on on the beastly ones like the cyberpunks Uh, oh you know a little little indie game called cyberpunk yeah yeah and then uh yeah then aside from all that my wife she decided she's sick and tired of having people uh say you've never seen and then fill in the blank movie that mm-hmm. everyone should have seen. Oh. Um, and she's sick and tired of it. So she wants to watch all of these movies that like people have said that to her about yeah. like the big Lebowski, like um, Forrest Gump, like um, gosh, die hard, uh, die hard. Yeah. There Alien. were so many. There's, like, there's yeah, so there's so many. many. There's a massive I, I... list of all these movies that she has refused to watch ever since we got married. So, uh, <laughs> so finally, cracked yeah. me up too because because I saw this huge list of movies and I thought, oh, she's gonna watch these over the course of the year. And uh, yeah, next thing that, I know, I'm seeing you guys on like <laughs> Instagram, and it's like, oh, you guys have gone through like five movies. Yeah, we crossed off quite a few the last couple weeks. So we watched 
Die Hard the first night, and she loved it. Um, and then we watched Castaway. Uh, she had already seen The Sixth Sense, but like for some reason we threw that in there because we wanted the kids to watch it. And uh, and then we watched uh, Alien, and we watched Misery. And then we just bought The Big Lebowski on the 4K Blu-ray, so I'm super jazzed to mm-hmm. to watch that one again. Um, but yeah, she's never seen it. There's, there's so many, uh, just classic. She's never seen the Godfather. Like there, there's so many. So anyway, I'm, I'm loving it. Cause I get to rewatch all of like these amazing movies mm-hmm. um, that, yeah. And so we've been doing that quite a bit. So I, I probably would have played more cyberpunk, but I was watching Die Hard. So, yeah, and she I finally came around and it was like, yeah, Die Hard is a Christmas movie. I, I admit mm. now. Wow. Yeah. It's pretty it's a big deal. It's a big deal. And uh, with that, I think it is time for the news. Mm. So we got quite a few news items, but um, some of the big stuff is really going to be rolled into the topic for tonight. We're going to be talking. Okay. Oh, that's Lucas true. Arts, uh, or not Lucas Arts, Lucas Film Games. We're going to be talking about all that stuff. Later. Man, for a split second, I saw someone say. Uh, Disney has decided to re uh, return to its Lucas, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, are they bringing Lucas Arts back?" And though it was Lucasfilm Games, I know. Like, yeah. what? You already have the IP. You've got the logos. Why not just make it <laughs> Lucas Arts again? Come on. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I'm I'm gonna skip over a few little things here, but uh, but yeah, we will we will get to that the big bombshell news of the Fortnite, of course, during topic time, mm-hmm. um, but. I will. I do want to kick this one off because I, you know me, I'm a big Naughty Dog fanboy. I love them. Anything mm-hmm. they do, any, any, even a rumor. And so here we are in rumor has it territory. Uh, so Naughty Dog seems to be working on a new secret project, of course. Um, so there are some rumblings, some promotions that happen. The people are like, I don't know who are the, who these people are mm-hmm. who like sit and watch like, and hit click refresh on the page for like all of the LinkedIn profiles for all these <laughs> game employees. But somebody <laughs> yeah. was doing it and someone noticed that a couple of like, you know, some of the uh, higher up, you know, positions in within Naughty Dog have been cr- made into director roles. Um, and so, and a bunch of new hiring. So what what it looks like is now they're splitting into two teams or, you know, kind of re-splitting into two yeah, teams. Again. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah. And uh, and so presumably one of the teams is still working on The Last of Us 2 multiplayer, which was announced ages ago. Oh, so yeah. come out. How about that? <laughs> um, and then the other team could be, you know, starting up pre-production on who knows what. So that's. Oh, I haven't exciting. heard of that one. Who knows yeah. what? It's a it's a good one. <laughs> yeah. Uh this one's crazy. So the Nintendo Switch has now outsold the Nintendo 3DS. And that is continues, bonkers. Yeah, and it continues to trounce like every other console in Japan. <laughs> mm-hmm. Amazing. It's pretty wild. Nintendo Switch, man. The little handheld that could. I you know, I remember hearing about how many consoles the 3DS had sold and being like who are buying yeah. all of these consoles uh, because <laughs> right. I thought the 3DS was cool but like it just wasn't it didn't have enough power for me to enjoy it very much uh, yeah. and so I was so shocked but now the Switch now I understand the Switch is definitely a really good console it can be played portably um, on a TV um, there's rumors of like a little 4K version possibly coming out this year which would be really cool um, but yeah I totally get the Switch the Switch Fever this, they had a you Fever got- 
I got some more switches. <laughs> Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order has released, or I guess uh, not Star Wars, but uh, what are they called? Respawn. <laughs> Respawn <laughs> has released a new next-gen patch for Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order mm-hmm. uh, for Xbox Series consoles and the PlayStation 5. So uh, it's pretty sweet. It, it actually, on, on the Xbox Series X, it'll get you, I think, dynamic resolution mm-hmm. between 1080p and 1440p at 60 frames a second. And I think the PS5 version, for some reason, is locked right in the middle at 1200p at 60 frames. But so... Hey, that's pretty sweet. That makes yeah. that game much easier to play. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, cause you know, they, it's all about timing and counters and all that fun stuff. So, um, and this is pretty sweet. Uh, there's a rumor about the final fantasy seven remake for the PS five that could mm-hmm. be announced in February. Well, where's the uh, PC version? The PC has been out no. longer. PC, nothing. It's all yeah. about PlayStation, David. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh man so this was crazy and and we kind of hinted at it a bit earlier um but the uh i I don't know the guy's name but he's the ceo of cd project red um Mm, released a video this week uh basically owning up to a lot of the uh the nonsense uh that went on yeah yeah so i I mean some some people Yes, yeah, some people are not super thrilled with how he presented it. I I thought it was pretty good. Um just just basically saying, "Hey, don't don't attack the devs on Twitter so much, you know. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's not the team's fault. It was absolutely me and the board who made the decision to release the game when we did." So that's at least he's taking responsibility for it. I mean, the, the thing is the game still sold like over 13 million copies even with the mm-hmm. returns and stuff. So it's like it's like there's no like there's no day of reckoning for doing what they did, no. you know? Um, he did talk a, a bit about, I thought this was interesting. I wanted to get your guys take uh, talking a bit about how, um, you know, they, they basically designed for the PC and were scaling it down for console. And, yeah. and I guess it's not super surprising given their history as a studio, but no, we given their, that, yeah. their other statements, you know, of like, uh, you know, we're targeting current gen consoles, you know, those mm-hmm. quotes and stuff that we talked about previously, like that's to me to hear it from the horse's mouth. It was, it was different. You know, it was, yeah. it was think I was thinking, yeah, this is, uh, is exactly what we knew, but like, I guess it's nice to hear. <laughs> yeah. It was nice to hear, uh, <clears throat> you know, we were, we've been talking about it in our discord, um, bit.ly slash SBFBGS discord. Uh, we were talking about like all the various ways that the mess that CD or that um, cyberpunk is in, how it could have gotten to that point. And we were all like, it has to have been management. It couldn't be, it yeah. couldn't have been the developer's fault for this. And it's nice to see like management, like instead of giving themselves all of their bonuses and everything, which they did anyway, but <laughs> like just taking the bonuses and letting the devs get all of the death threats, you know, like, yes, which is the, the standard operating procedure these days, sadly. Um, it yeah. was nice. I mean, seeing... I fired off a few, but like, not... <laughs> <laughs> you know, you gotta have some restraint, people. Yeah, cut yourself off after a few death threats. Ugh. No, but, <laughs> but no, it was it was just nice to see management own up. You know, especially the highest yeah. level of management. So yeah, yeah. I'll still say kind of. Okay, kind of. Now, now, it, what what could he have said? Is... What more could he have said to help? Well, here's here's the thing. It's not what more he could have said. I think he said too much. It's a long video and he goes into like 
the problems I ran into on the previous gen consoles was with the engine streaming. Um, and the, the problems with the bandwidth on the old gen console hard drives. Mm-hmm. But if that's the case, then they absolutely knew that going into, into their go live state. And there's absolutely no way realistically that they tested that game internally on OG, like PS4s and, and Xboxes and said, yeah, we're pretty sure we're going to have this fixed by, by the time the game is live, considering it's a month later and they still haven't fixed that problem. Like that either, yeah. either he's saying that, you know, they <laughs> essentially what he's saying is that our QA team didn't catch this. Mm-hmm. We, as management, we thought it was close enough that we were going to get it with patches. And anybody who's played that game on the PS4 can tell you a hundred percent. There's no way they were even close. Yeah. So the fact that he gave that detail is kind of like, Oh uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You guys, uh, it's, yeah. it's very yeah. strange for a game that was targeting last gen consoles for there to suddenly be the streaming problem. Like where did this become an issue or was it just always an issue? And they, it was always an issue. It would have always been an issue for them. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. It's very strange. Yeah. So anyway, all right. So uh, let me see here. I think I'm skipping over the 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 biggins uh, mm. from this uh, <laughs> this uh, Fortnite, but there's one more I do have to mention, mm. um, and What's it that? is this glorious story from Kotaku that highlights uh, a modder who has turned the Mario 64 castle into a golden eye level. Oh, <laughs> and it is so amazing if you haven't seen this go out search for it um but yeah basically they, they turned the map of the castle into a golden eye level full golden eye music and sound effects Whoa. it even does the swoop into the into the character where you see mario oh, I um, love this. and then it like blends it, it go, the camera goes inside his head and then you just see the gun out in front and just to see <laughs> mario cruising around and like with the silenced pistol just laying out goombas it's mm-hmm. so amazing and it's just like that you know <laughs> the silence pistol sound oh it's so good so anyway uh i i give that uh i give that video five out of five burritos so uh, yeah. definitely check that out i hope that's playable at some point oh man that's beautiful <laughs> yeah. oh you can so, download it on pc i'm downloading it right now Oh, get it get it on the stream get it on the twitch david i'll i'll subscribe i mean i don't think this is a whole <laughs> twitch it's worth of stuff but I, I i'm downloading it so we'll see okay yeah. sweet <laughs> See what happens. <laughs> so yeah, be on the look at twitch.tv slash SPFBGS and check that out. All right. So it is now time for Mike to struggle to read the tweets. All right. You guys ready? Here we go. I'm ready. I'm always ready. Uh, First one up is from Craig. Okay. Um, Craig. Okay. You, you guys saw Friday, right? No. Nope. Yeah. It's been a while. Yeah. That's on, that's on the <laughs> list. We're going to watch that here in a minute. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. I'm yeah. excited for you. Uh, so, so Craig asks, uh, it's 2021. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite bread? Oh, mine is of the garlic variety. Love you guys. Mm. And your handsome faces. You Thank know, you, I gotta say, now is it? Would it be cheating to say, a, like, to name a bagel of some variety? Like that, it is bread. 
Yeah, but, but it's, it's not like it's not traditional like sliced I mean, bread. Normally, I would say no, but mm. Craig kind of opened the door for you in that he said his is of the garlic variety, which is not usually like. He didn't say, like, "Oh, I love a sourdough," but put some garlic on it. So, right, I think yeah. you're kind of free and clear to do whatever you want, Adam. Yeah. Also, okay. bagel is is bread. Like it, it is, is bread. bread. It's made of bread. It's made of bread, Craig. Yeah. Um. Right. Yeah. I'm. I gotta say. Man, there's so many good bagels, though. Come back to me. Yeah. Sesame seed bagel is the best bagel. <laughs> uh, I'm um, going to go ahead and say my favorite bread is monkey. Monkey bread. Uh, oh, mm. oh. Mm. yes. pull apart for you, huh? It's pull, yeah, apart. pull apart. You drizzle some caramel or something. I don't know what my mom Ooh. puts on her, her monkey bread, but we had it. Uh, we have it on Thanksgiving morning, and also this mm. year we had it on Christmas morning. And uh, That's a beautiful thing. Oof, so good. So good. Yeah. Nice. yeah. I, I, I still got to stick with bagels of some, some kind. Um, <laughs> you don't even live in bagels. New York. You don't even know what a good, <laughs> I know. I, like. and I've had, I've had New York bagels and they're delicious and I just will take any bagel I can get my hands on. Usually, wow. um, the favorite bagel, I guess is going to have to be those delicious jalapeno cheese bagels at the, Ooh. at our nearby, uh, bagel, oh, East Coast bagel, bagel. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's the East Coast bagel in California. I know they yes. they yeah, they are on the wrong side of the country. Uh, no man in the chat says pizza bagel. Pizza. Yeah. Pizza bagel's pretty good. Pizza bagel pretty good. Um, I think right now this changes because you know there's there's just way too many breads in the world and they're all fantastic. Mm. Um, but if you were to ask me right in this moment, which is what he's doing, uh, I'd probably say Irish Irish soda bread. My wife makes this amazing Irish soda bread, and I uh, oh. will eat an entire loaf by myself. Wow. Yeah. I like it. Sounds Sounds very tasty. I don't know if I've had it. Uh, yeah, next time you're over. All right. Once we're all vaccinated. Yeah. Right. Well, you Adam already got one of them. <laughs> Adam got right? his. Mine's... Yeah, I'm, I'm 50% mine of the way. 50%. Yeah. A couple weeks here. I should be... 94.1% immune. Dang, <laughs> we'll see. that's amazing. Uh, Tom, yeah, Tom Titus Hughes wrote it and said, will we ever get another Soul Reaver or a remaster mm. of the original? Oh, man, I wish we would. I loved yeah. that Soul game. Reaver was awesome, wasn't it? Yeah. I loved it, too. I who, mean, the original... I gotta look at the it original now. Legacy of Kane Eidos. was great too. Yeah, I think it was Eidos. Um, but yeah, the original Legacy of Kane was a good time too on or in the early PS1 days. But then Soul Reaver was just like, you know, they let Amy Hennick go wild and make this super mm-hmm. cool, like weird fantasy uh vampire thing, and I loved it. Um, Crystal Dynamics made it. Oh, it was published yeah, by Eidos, was, though. It was published yeah. by us. So yeah, that, yeah, that, that was a great game. Hmm, I wonder who owns that property now. Yeah, I don't know. Because Crystal Dynamics probably doesn't own the IP. Probably not. Plus, they're they're making Marvel games, so. Yeah, like, I, I heard someone say, oh, man, I wish that Bluepoint would redo Soul Reaver next. And I was oh, like, oh, <laughs> that's a great idea. so good. Imagine if they gave it the, what is it, the Dark Souls or the Demon Souls treatment? Uh, which yeah, one is well, the I mean, they did uh, demon souls is the newest one yeah demon souls yeah they did the new demon souls and then they did uh shadow of the colossus before that both mm-hmm. of them are incredible ground up remakes like i would love to see the soul reaver world given that treatment but yeah who, who's to say that would be that would be cool though um be cool yeah i mean i hope i hope they revive that franchise at least even if it's not a remake right just kind of bring it back somehow yeah be nice um, how yeah how long has that franchise been dormant? It's like 20 oh, years. 
It's been dormant long enough where most people who are playing video games probably were <laughs> no like idea what in, that is. They were in Pampers <laughs> when, yeah. So, so the last Legacy of Cain game came out in 2001. So 20 years. And yeah. Soul Reaver was before those, right? I'm sorry, Soul Reaver 2 was after Legacy of Cain. Did I say Legacy of Cain 2? Soul Reaver 2 came out in 2000. Uh, okay, yeah, Soul Reaver 20 years. 2. Holy smokes. Yeah. I'm confused now because I thought Soul Reaver was the second in the Legacy of Cain series, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Legacy of Cain came out, then I think, then Soul Reaver, and then Soul Reaver. Yeah, Lo- Legacy of Cain colon Soul Reaver. Mm. Yes. Yes. Mm. Oh yeah, and there was there was a Soul Reaver too. That's what yeah. I just said. It came out in two thousand one. And then they released in another. Right? Wasn't there another Legacy of Cain that followed? I think Kane? there was. Was there? Yeah. After that, I thought so. I, I don't know. I had to go Google it. It's been a long time. Right it's been it's been twenty friggin' years. Over twenty years. <laughs> Would you say it's the it's the part of the show where we Google things? Yeah. Why are you doing that? Know it, man. In the chat says uh, Blue Point needs to do the first three metal MGS games. That would be really cool. I'd love to see uh, those because those games are so fun just from a gameplay mm-hmm. standpoint. They just some of them have not aged as well graphically, no. you know. Yeah. So, wow, there are a lot of games in Legacy of Cain series. Blood Omen, Legacy of Cain, Legacy of Cain, Soul Reaver, Soul Reaver 2, Blood Omen 2, uh, Legacy of Cain, Defiance, and then Nosgoth, which came out in 2015. Oh, a beta happened in 2015, but then it was shut down yeah, oh. I was gonna say I've never played that. I've never even heard of that. Nazgoth uh, was the name of the world, right? I'm pretty oh, sure. maybe. Man, I don't, I don't remember that storyline very much at all anymore. <laughs> I've, I've forgotten everything about this series. So it was. I mean, I just loved that it was a cool, like, weird fantasy vampire Metroidvania. You know, basically. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's a good time. Mm-hmm. It was a good time. time. But yeah. Uh, anyway, Casey wrote in and said, "What games were jaw droppers for you?" Meaning your jaw dropped in the first few minutes of playing the game. Uncharted so, 2. He's, he's kind of focusing on jaw dropping openings, it sounds like. And he said for mm. him, uh, Uncharted 2 and The First of Us are his picks. <laughs> Which, yeah, I mean, both those are excellent picks if you're looking for something that, yeah. that is jaw dropping. For in me, the first few minutes. Recently, Jedi Fallen Order. Uh, the, the opening moments of that. And also the oh, opening yeah. moments of Cyberpunk. My jaw... Uh, there's like that whole assassin thing, like punching you, punching your car and you slam into a thing. I was like, whoa, mm-hmm. this is crazy. It feels like an action movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So I oh, would also Lars, I see you in chat. You also said Jedi Fallen Order. I, I got, I got to say, um, the first time I played, um, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, mm. my jaw was on the floor. That game is so gorgeous and it was running at 60 frames a second on my OG Xbox one. It is a gorgeous game. Just the, I mean, it's 2d, you know, it's a little different than some of these, uh, you know, high budget shenanigans these days, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's an, (laughs) it's a beautiful game. It looks like a painting that has come to life. Um, so yeah, it's uh that that's my pick lately. Yeah. I mean, I I got to also say, you know, charging into battle in the opening of Ghost of Tsushima. Ghost, yeah, I was going to say was, Ghost of Tsushima. That was absolutely a jaw-dropping moment. And and some of those non-set PC moments in Ghost where you're just you just like crest a hill and this just beautiful like field of white flowers and you're just galloping through it and you're like 
Oh my gosh, this, it feels like Breath of the Wild in, in a certain way, um, when you're exploring the island, um, mm-hmm. but, but like way prettier. So yeah, there you, there you go. That's cool. Uh, you know, it's funny. Oh, by the way, guys, quick aside. Uh, I already, I officially have two games on my games that I want to play on PS5, uh, list before ah. I, I need five of them and okay. I have two. So I've got Spider-Man Miles Morales and yep. Ghost of Tsushima is the second one. Yeah. Now. All I right. will not play it on PS4, but I will play it on PS5. Nice. So there nice. you go. There you go. Um, yeah, I'm with you. Ghost of Tsushima. And, and I would actually say, uh, Miles Morales, but uh, to that extent, the Spider-Man PS4, when that came out, I was oh, like, yeah. Florida, like how, how amazing that game was for sure. Yeah. Uh, Josh Bailey wrote in and said, why am I so excited to get more Gran Turismo seven information? Mm. Actually, if we do pushups for David talking about 60 FPS, <laughs> what do we do when Adam and Mike do the same? Uh, you have to do some hardcore ham boning. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I think we can all agree is on that, that. Like, is that like where you like pat your legs? Yeah. Where it's like body drum. Mm-hmm. that kind of stuff there you go nice. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> a good time. Um, I, I couldn't explain the Gran Turismo thing I, I think there's a very certain subsection of folks that definitely love them some uh, driving simulators I don't yeah. count myself among those yeah, no thanks. but uh, my brother would you my say it, would you say it's like 10 years of commuting an hour each way to work that maybe has soured you on driving <laughs> yeah it's <laughs> You know, I, I like it. I like a good arcadey like driving game once in a while. That's, you know, mm-hmm. I, I miss the old burnout series and stuff. Those, those are really fun. When you get into like simulation driving or simulation flying, it's just like, mm, this is like kind of like work. <laughs> this doesn't do it for oh. me. <laughs> you know, but I, I'm also I not, a, I'm this... also not a car guy. So, I mean, if you, yeah. I assume it, it feeds into that as well. So on the racing, you know, I, I, I'm not a big racing guy, but I, mm. I, always loved the wipeout series and i have to hearken back to the earlier question when i first played the wipeout omega collection in vr Mm, that jaw dropped for sure it was like i I just hopped in and i was like oh my gosh ah dreams are coming true you know (laughs) it was absolutely (laughs) mind-blowing stuff so yeah that is that's a jaw-dropping one too and our our final question comes from fed uh fed gamer which i think will lead us really cleanly into the ads and uh, mm, mm. Fed asks, <laughs> when will the tub of bathwater become available as a Patreon reward? Never. Yeah. He says never, guys. I don't believe him. I don't believe him one yeah, bit. Yeah, I don't believe it. Oh, actually, we so, did get one more tweet uh, right under the wire, though, from uh, oh, NTFTT Pod. And they are here in chat, so I feel like we should do them the honor yeah, of yeah. answering their tweet that they sent us literally a minute oh, ago. <laughs> I'm refreshing it. There it is. Uh, okay. So NTFTT Potter and said super last minute tweet. What next gen Xbox game do you recommend aside from cyberpunk? I've got a series S and I don't know what to play. And I'm going to go ahead and tell you to buy call of the sea. Or if you have game pass, play call of the sea there. Mm, yeah. Uh, now this is not a next gen game, but sea of thieves. It, it, they've added a ton to the game. It's if you have game pass, it's free already. So, um, I'm going to say, I'm going to say that one. Um, yeah. Mm. Is and there like a crazy like must have next gen game on Xbox yet? No. Since Halo got pushed. That's the problem. Oh, also Medium is coming out in uh like 13 yeah, days. Yeah, like really, yeah, really soon. This month. Huh? Yeah, yeah. That one looks really cool. 
Yeah, it does. That does look Did you cool. see the ray tracing? Uh, I think it was the PC version they were showing off, but they, it was a ray tracing mm-hmm. trailer for that game. It looks amazing. It looks amazing in ray That's with cool. like a full ray tracing on. So here's um, the thing: I my my GPU usually can't do ray tracing in games. Like even when I turn it on, it's it becomes like uh, Call of Duty Cold War had ray tracing, mm-hmm. and I could get like around sixty frames per second, but it was more like fifty, and so I just turn mm-hmm. it off. My GPU mm-hmm. can't do ray tracing, so I I'm ignoring. I'm pretending ray tracing doesn't exist right now because I can't get a GPU that has it. <laughs> that's that's interesting because like even on on console you can play it at 60 frames per second with ray tracing on. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe this game will be different. Um, uh, uh, Wolfenstein. I don't know, or not Wolfenstein. Um, Co- Wolfenstein. Old War. I don't know how they pulled it off. I think you meant to say. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Wolfenstein. No, that's not what I was talking about. Though. I meant Cold War, Call of Duty Cold War. I don't know how they pulled it off. Maybe their settings. Uh, oftentimes, Digital Foundry says they find like settings that are not yeah. selectable on PC on consoles, and that's how they get them to run 60. So yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, one of these days, GPs will be easy to find, and I'll just sell my 6800 XT and get a good one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Well, them's the tweets. Them's the tweets. All right. So I think it is now the part of the show where we sell you things. Beautiful. Mm. Patreon, you guys. Patreon.com slash SPFEGS. That's where you want to go. Really. That's the place to be. Uh, anywhere else on the internet, waste of time, I would say. I would say but so. Patreon. Patreon.com slash SBFEGS. That's that page loaded on the off chance <laughs> that we post something to that page. You know? Set it as like one of your home tabs, like when you open your browser. Home page. Yeah. Remember home pages? <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, this is my home page. You could like add like different widgets. I don't they weren't even called widgets back then. But you remember those like home pages you could like put things on and be like, ah, oh, here's my Yahoo yeah. News and here's my Alta Vista search bar. <laughs> Man, yeah. those were the days. Uh you get like three, four toolbars all stacked if you if, <laughs> like, or if you weren't careful. But yeah, so Patreon, you guys, patreon.com slash SBFEGS. That's where you can go support the show. Toss in a dollar, two dollars, a hundred dollars, whatever you can afford. Um, and yeah, you know, support the show, help us to make more exclusive content. The uh, mini sods, uh, the after show, which is we're going to record right after this episode and which will be available on Patreon. Um, yeah, and then of course, there are more glorious tiers. Um, the producer tier, which Mr. Tom Titus Hughes just joined this fortnight. Thank you, Tom, sweetheart of a man over there mm-hmm. in, in the jolly old England. And so, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a good time and, you know, you support the show. We can do more game giveaways, all that fun stuff. So patreoncom slash SBF All right. Hey, wait, Hey, we're not done with the ad yet. Cause what we're about, not? what about if you don't have any money, but you still want to support the show? What do you do, mm-hmm. Adam? What do you do? You can go to twitch.tv slash SBF And if you have Amazon prime, you can subscribe for free to one channel per month, and we'd love it if you'd make that our channel. Yeah. And you can watch David Merkin Fools in Princess Peach's Castle with a golden eye silence. <laughs> I will put that on a stream one of these days. <laughs> I don't know where we'll fit in, uh, but I'm doing this fancy new thing now. This is wild, guys. I've never thought about this before. I'm actually putting schedules on our channel. So if you if you I go like to twitch.tv slash sbfegs slash 
schedule, I think, um, uh. you can see what I'm playing and when. And so I'm going to try to keep that up to date. Up to date. Yeah, it's twitch.tv slash SBFVGS slash schedule. And it will tell you what's coming up on the schedule. And you can try to carve out some time or see if you're available and come hang. So I like it, I like so, yeah. it a lot. Yeah, there you go. Enjoy. All right. Guys, topic time, meat and potatoes. Ooh. It is time for your topic, good sir, David. Oh, oh, me. is it my schedule this week? Oh, I totally forgot. I didn't. I didn't come up with anything. Didn't cut. Dang it. My bad. I guess we'll just talk about <laughs> cyberpunk for another hour. We could just talk about do another episode <laughs> about cyberpunk, guys. No, uh, I do actually. Well, you know topic. what we should talk about is the media backlash to cyberpunk. We've <laughs> oh, already been part of that. Everyone backlash. just loves talking about that. No one's sick of that topic. Hey, we should talk about how it's a single player story driven game with a finite end and how people were playing it when it came out. And now people aren't playing it anymore. That's it's such a huge it. scandal, guys. Oh, my scandal. goodness. No, that's what yeah, happens with every single player game that has an <laughs> ending. Like, that's just uh, what happens. But yeah, topic time, David. Topic time. To- Yay. Uh, so Disney just mm-hmm. formed the Lucasfilm Games branding. Mm-hmm. They they so Disney has a wild history of like video game companies like they bought them and then immediately closed them. They yeah, bought them and had sucks. them release one game and then closed them. Uh, a lot of closing them. They bought Lucasfilm and immediately closed LucasArts down. Who knows what they're doing when it comes to video games? They have no idea what they're doing when it comes to video games. Yeah. Uh, and part of that's been evident with their exclusive EA contract to make Star Wars games, um, mm-hmm. which has semi been a failure because like. One game didn't sell very great. One game came out to an abysmal launch and like mm-hmm. b- evil microtransactions all over. What take it was terrible, but they eventually redeemed themselves. Um, and then they released a couple decent Star Wars games. Star, uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order was pretty good, especially on PC. It was kind of pretty good on console, not like the best game ever. Um, and then uh, Rogue I would Squ- say I I don't know. I loved that game. I I think I did too. So. I think that the original Star Wars Battlefront that they made right kind of before The Force Awakens came out, like everyone seemed to love that, right? Like, I mean, everyone was playing it like crazy. I mean, yeah, it was it was not as full featured as people would have hoped. People mm-hmm. were definitely disappointed in the second one. But I got to say, like the uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, I loved. I love uh, uh, Star Wars Squadrons even though it's a smaller game also. Um, so I, I don't know. But yeah, four games in 10 years, eight years. or eight years so far. You know, I guess Not that's... great ones. There, there was um, Squadrons. Squadrons was pretty good. And yeah. Jedi Fallen Order was definitely the best of the bunch. Yeah, for sure. Um, for sure. So, so anyway, um, that era is coming to an end. I think the contract ends in a year, or maybe two years, something like yeah, that. It's, it, the original contract was signed in 2013. I think they're actually breaking it from the sound of it. Oh. Because they're, they're announcing games that are being made by Bethesda, you know, subsidiaries and Ubisoft's mm-hmm. uh, teams. So they will come out after that contract expires, no matter what, probably. Like, there's no probably, way they're, they're yeah. far enough along to come out. So that's the topic, though. The topic is not 
EA's games. The topic is mm-hmm. now there are two titles that are going to fall under the, the the first two that are uh, under the Lucasfilm's Lucasfilm Games moniker. Mm-hmm. So there's an upcoming open world Star Wars title from Massive, who are the developers of The Division 1 and 2. Uh, and then also they announced a new Indiana Jones game developed mm-hmm. by Machine mm-hmm. Games, mm-hmm. the makers of the uh, modern Wolfenstein reboot. Yeah. Um, so we don't know a whole lot about either of these uh, games. Mm-hmm. We can kind of infer things based on the developers they picked. Um mm-hmm. You know, it's like Disney's the kind of company where they will like see like a director made this kind of movie and then have them make that kind of movie in their universe. And so, yeah, they're like, oh, machine games, they're good at killing Nazis. So we should have right. Indiana Jones. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So so my question for you guys is simple. Mm-hmm. Which game are you more excited for of the two and why? Hands down, Indiana Jones. You're not even going to think about yeah. the other one. Not even, I don't have to think about it. No, not at all. So, so yeah, initially, right. Initially I was right there with you, Mike. I was like, well, Indiana Jones is the one we've seen a teaser for at least. So we're kind of, I feel a little closer to that one being a reality. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then I saw mm-hmm. there was, there were crazy, like eagle eyed people who were like scouring the video, the teaser video, and were able to pull a ton of details out of it. So, um, so that got me really excited. So I don't know. I'll, I'll break them down. I'll break them down sure. really quickly, I know you will. but yeah, there just from <laughs> some of the quotes, just from some of the quotes. So we, we heard that it was going to be a hundred percent, a new story, um, mm-hmm. and that it's being produced by Todd Howard and everything. Um, uh, but in, uh, as far as, you know, little details taken from the teaser, we can infer that it is a, that is set in 1937 in Rome. Okay. Um, based on the map and like the passport stamp and stuff that people are like zooming in on, um, mm-hmm. which puts it between the events of Raiders of the Lost Ark and Last Crusade. Also, oh. it is it the story is supposed to be canon, so it's pretty sweet in that way. Oh, um, yeah. So which also you know old or young indie, not young, but middle aged indie story. It's this is indie in his prime right there. And Since the last crusade, basically. Yeah. And it's right yeah. there before World War Two. So you're gonna have lots of Nazis. It's if it's in Rome, you're gonna be dealing with Mussolini, you know? So there's like there's some definite cool I really feel like that game has is set up in a way that is going to be um, very authentic, I think, to the indie that we know and love. And mm-hmm. um, so there's a lot of hints in that trailer that uh, point to it possibly being set, at least in part, around the Vatican City. Um, so, um, you know, given that, the, in my opinion, at least, the best Indiana Jones you can get is when you are kind of, when it's kind of tied into that Judeo-Christian mythology, you know, like with Raiders and with Last Crusade, well, you tell me you don't like Kalima. <laughs> oh, no, no, I like I like Temple <laughs> it of has Doom, its but it's, Temple yeah. of Doom is, but it's the weakest I think of the first three, and then the new one where it's just like aliens. Then, then oh, you don't like the aliens? Oh, gosh, that no. <laughs> makes me so angry. But but I'm with you on this. I'm with you, on this, Adam. Like because because one and three, uh, two two falls much more into sort of like the just a clear action movie. Whereas one and three, yeah, and is, isn't get, it supposed to be? Uh, isn't two supposed to be a prequel? I can't remember. Two, um, pff, man, I don't remember. I have to go back and watch. But part of the show where we Google things. But yeah, go yeah. ahead. 
but uh, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark and, and Last Crusade also get you into that that sort of piece that I love of like the archaeology and like the mystery solving and the digging through like secret society stuff. Like there's a lot of fun stuff in there besides just the action stuff, which is also great. Um, mm. So, yeah, I'm pretty, pretty excited to delve into that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so Temple of Doom is supposed to take place in 1935. So yeah, it is bef- before the events of Raiders of the Lost Ark. Okay, that so, makes sense. Yeah, that's cool. So so listen, it sounds really cool. I did really enjoy both of the Wolfenstein games. Mm-hmm. Uh, I enjoy myself a linear game here and there. Um, mm-hmm. But so I really like the gameplay in the Division One and Two. I love mm-hmm. the gameplay. My problem with the division one and two is I did not care what the heck was happening. I didn't, I didn't care <laughs> like, you know, okay, cool. Pandemic. I've uh, been there, done that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like whatever. No, but honestly, like I just, I just didn't care. Like it was like military shooty guns, yeah. uh, you know, war, battle, war, battle, shoot, shoot, shoot guns. And <laughs> like star Wars is just totally different than that and so even if they make just the, yeah there's no guns and no war that's for sure i mean yeah. no it's gonna have war but they're gonna be of the star <laughs> variety yeah that's true and that and that's what really counts yeah that's right and and it's just less it's it'll be more heroic more swashbuckly you know mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. uh lighter tone space wizards it might not be lighter space tone who knows if there will be jedi we don't know where what era it's going to be set in yeah. um <clears throat> Yeah, so I mean that is that is the thing that when I started really thinking about this game, like okay, so what can I imagine from uh, Massive, right? For this, mm-hmm. you know, and and realistically, I'm, I'm thinking, well, thinking back to the uh, the respawn story that we talked about on the show, um, where they went to um to get their their game idea approved by disney i guess or you know lucasfilm whoever is uh the the czar at that point and they said mm-hmm. yeah oh yeah we don't want you jumping straight into making a jedi game that's kind of like mm-hmm. the holy grail you got to make like a bounty hunter game first yeah. and then i was thinking oh that would be awesome like what if they're what if the goal here is to actually piggyback off of the success of the mandalorian and make like an open world bounty hunter game in the Star Wars oh, universe. Oh, I want it. I, I want I that love game. that. Yeah. I, I, I guess where idea. I get I get tripped up on this. When they say an open world game, are they talking about open world in like the Assassin's Creed open world kind of idea? Or are they talking open world in like we're gonna make a Star Wars themed like division game as a service type of game? Mm. That's I'm far I'm less far less interested in, in number two than I am in number one. Yeah, me too. Uh, I mean, um, it, it's almost certainly going to be a games as a service division. Okay, see so that that that's what I assumed, which is why I definitely dived right into like Indiana Jones. I don't care about games as a service games. Usually. Yeah, you'll get to so, play Indiana Jones for like ten hours, and you'll be done, and I'll remember it forever. <laughs> as opposed to like yeah, another well, game where thing. it's like, oh yeah, like that game where like I spent a hundred hours trying to get a gun that they made obsolete in an update later on. Oh, man, I was a blast. I I yeah, so really enjoy those kinds of games, um, right? Right, and a lot of people do. And for, like I and like I still play Destiny two from time to time, but I am ready for a new one. I'm ready for a new game uh, that's not Destiny two to take me on that from start to finish journey again uh, in a yeah. game as a service world. Like Anthem tried it, they failed. Uh, mm-hmm. The Division tried it, they didn't necessarily fail. They didn't hook me, but that's more because right. I didn't love the world. Uh, I did like the gameplay loop. I thought it was fun. 
but I didn't like yeah. the world or, or the story or anything. And, you mm-hmm. know, uh, who else has tried it? Avengers. Oh, Avengers tried it. Avengers game. That yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I would love to see Destiny have some competition, first of all. And secondly, I would just love a new good game as a service in a universe that I like as much as I like Destiny's universe. Yeah. Sure. So I think there was a there was a quote that, yeah, there was a quote. So here's why I think it may not be that actually, because that was my initial assumption mm-hmm. hearing that, oh, it's the studio behind the division two. Like they're they're probably going to just make like like reskin the division two with like shooty shooty blasters mm-hmm. and and like jetpacks and stuff. And mm-hmm. I was and I'm, I'm less interested in that. But the you know, there's a case for that, right? A lot of people would probably love that. Um, mm-hmm. That said, though, um, there's a quote from Yves Guillemont, um, who said, uh, from, you know, Ubisoft, uh, he said, it's going to be an original Star Wars adventure that is different than anything that has been done before. That's a tall order. There's well, been a lot and, of video and games. And again, <laughs> what, is, what do they mean by that? Do they mean... That's yes. different than any other Star Wars game before, because then a games of service game falls right into that category. But then <laughs> that's a games true. of service Star Wars game, really. That's true, but I, done, I just done an MMO, I think it means like, I think it could mean though that it's going to be like maybe you are bounty hunting around in a big fat mm-hmm. Star Wars city, you know? Like I would love, love that. Or love that so much. Or if you were bounty hunting around in um like like you know, in I think it was uh, Attack of the Clones, where Obi Wan flies to that planet that's like mostly water, and there's like the little floating city up there. Camino, uh, yeah, Camino, and he he goes and lands. Like they could do smaller scale open world in that way, where you could hop mm-hmm. planets, you know. Um, and yeah, I mean, in- Jedi Fallen Order kind of did open world planet hopping. Like they were technically yeah. open world planets, but you could only go to a certain section. The the levels were just yeah. designed in a way where you yeah. couldn't go beyond certain borders. Cuz that exactly that was kind of my question on this like how do you do open world in Star Wars? Like we've never seen it all set in one big city before. Mm-hmm. So that that could kind of fit the description by Mr. Guillemot. Yeah. And um, I, so I heard some speculation not based on anything but th- so there's this really like Star Wars lore heavy nerd guy that i follow on uh, youtube called um he just calls himself star wars explained dave filoni <laughs> i wish uh but no he he was like what if it's set during that new high republic uh era that they are just now starting to delve oh, into it's a new cool. one like young yoda's in there now there's like some books right now that young yoda's like shown up and he still walks in with a cane even though he's 500 come on yoda they, they finally brought in real baby yoda <laughs> that would be amazing no but but high republic is like an era before the government where like jedi and and sith there were like more of each of them and it was like before more the medieval dark times before yes. the empire exactly um but so that would be a really fun era to explore because we know almost nothing about it at the yeah. moment they literally just started releasing stories in it so um that'd be cool I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't care about any of that. I'm going to play the Indiana Jones game. <laughs> I mean, listen, I'm going to play the Indiana Jones game for 10 hours oh, and then that's sure. it. It's gone. It's done. Wouldn't you I like mean, a game you could play forever, Mike? No, because those games are like not good. Usually personally, I'm assuming this Indiana Jones game is going to be third person action. Very, 
very much in the vein of Uncharted and Tomb Raider. It's going to be first but person. What if it, what if it's first person? Like Machine Games doubles down. Uh, I I was first almost person just Indiana Jones. Absolutely going to be first person. Yeah, it absolutely is going to be really? first person. Yeah, I mean maybe I another third person. That would be different from Machine Games, certainly. Yeah, I'd love to see them do something outside their wheelhouse. That'd be awesome. But I yeah, what if they? I think if you're a, tagging in a studio like to make a high value IP game like that, you're like, well, what is that studio really really good at? Oh, they make amazing first person shooter games that tell good single player stories. Great. Even Skyrim and Fallout that. are first person shooter games. So, or not shooters, yeah, but, but first what if, person. Uh, yeah, what you mean? I mean, but it's possible they could pull a gorilla and say maybe no, they pitched absolutely. a concept that was like that. third person. I you would know, love and, and to see them do something totally different. Yeah, it, the stranger things have happened. Yeah. Either way, I'd be into it, but uh, yeah. I'm assuming it's going to be first person just based on the studio itself. Now, do you guys think Harrison Ford might do the the VO? Absolutely not. No, he's too old. He's he's on board for Indy Five. He's doing Indy Five in 2022. He's gonna be an old man in it, though. He's not. You can't hide the age of your voice. Like he. Yeah, you you run it through a degravel plugin, <laughs> and there you go. You got it. You got young Indy. He's back. Oh. I I cannot imagine them getting Harrison Ford to sit down in a VO booth for the hours it would take to make a single player game. I think he would like kill a man. <laughs> <laughs> he's the angriest person i've ever seen in my life well if you crashed your plane like nine times you'd be angry too mike i guess so i also right. couldn't imagine them doing that with keanu reeves and he's one of the main characters in cyberpunk so yeah what do you mean but what do you mean what do just, i mean just having him in a game yeah he's a triple a hollywood star yeah mm-hmm. but he's not 95 playing like a 30 year old Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Um, I honestly, it'll probably be Ross Marquand. He is Harrison Ford's young voice double most of the time. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Uh, what are the chances? Just shooting this out there, and probably not because Adam's already given the dates, but it would ruin my joke. What are the chances <laughs> that we get Adventures of Young Indy in the Jones game? Ah, uh, I mean. Zero, but if Zero I didn't know this 100%. whole thing about 1937, that I'd be on board for that theory. I I don't like young versions of characters almost any of the time. You just got mm. really excited about a 500 year old year old Oda uh, Yoda, whatever his name is. <laughs> I'm not really Oda. excited about it. I was making- you were like that dude's 400 years younger. I can't wait to buy this game. I you said- wanted to play the young Hoda game. That's Hoda. He Oda. likes to be called. You mean Yaddle? <laughs> Hoda, you know, the Oprah sidekick. Oh, (laughs) but all I'm saying is Indiana Jones, Mm -hmm. third person. I'm in with Harrison Ford shooting Nazis. I call him Harry. We're we're close. Uh, He's not going to be Harrison Ford. We're we're closer. I will bet you $100 in podcast money. That is not Harrison Ford. (laughs) As long as it's not the guy they got for him in solo, a Star Wars story. I'll be fine. Just don't get Aldrin Aldrich. Eldridge. Aldrin. I don't know how Buzz, you say that. Buzz Aldrin. As long as you don't get Buzz, Buzz Aldrin to be Harrison yeah. Ford again, I'll be fine with whoever that <laughs> <they> has. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, uh, so I. So listen, I'm gonna say I'm definitely leaning more toward excited to, uh, for for the uh, massive um, Star Wars game. Um, but 
I am going to play both no matter what, though. Sure. I'm the most excited for Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order Part 2, baby. Because, <laughs> you know, they're still that's still uh, expected to be coming uh, from EA. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm curious to see if EA will continue to crank out. Because uh, they, they basically, uh, Lucasfilm Games did say on record, you know, we're still working with EA. We're still, they're still valuable sure. partners. So I'm, I'm assuming they're going to continue making, you know, your your battlefront type games uh star wars yeah. jedi series uh so yeah pretty sweet but yeah that's the sweet. game i'm most excited about but i don't know <laughs> maybe maybe one of these games will come along and just like blow us away you know yeah but which which of these two though that's the topic i i just said which of the two i'm most excited about which of the two are you most excited about is it indie i so here's the thing for indie, I feel like it's fifty-fifty <laughs> chance that it is. A... You can't say yes or no. <laughs> I like no. that David gave you a, like a, a one of two options, and you're like, "Here's the thing." <laughs> <laughs> With indie, it's like a fifty-fifty chance that it's first person or third person, but I'm pretty sure either way, there's going to be a really strong like story campaign, yeah. high production value, great storytelling. Mm-hmm. So that's very appealing. And and it's possible that that is there in the massive, you know, uh, game as well, right? So you have the Star Wars game that could potentially also be like that, but also could potentially be just like Destiny or Division mm-hmm. in the Star Wars universe, in which case I'm less interested. So just on on the surface, I have to side with Indy here. Yeah. Man. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, David. I'm sorry to break your heart like that. Well, I just... One day, one one of these uh, games as a service games will hook you, and you'll be like, "I get it now. Even I understand." Did, it, it wouldn't matter. You're not going to play it with me, David. I I don't care if I play it with you. I just want you to like something that I like Mike, for once in my life. <laughs> Mike, it's it's not personal. Don't be sad. It is a little bit. <laughs> it's a little bit personal. Oh man, so sad. <laughs> Eric in the chat said, "Chewy, this belongs in a museum." <laughs> Those are two different quotes. <laughs> uh, anyway, <laughs> so I think closing thoughts. I I would say the indie for me, just because you already have Uncharted, which has come to an end, pretty mm-hmm. much. You have the Tomb Raider, the new Tomb Raider reboot trilogy that has kind of come to an end. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's now this genius opening for a game like that. And who better to fill it than Indiana Jones, who started the the whole love of that pulp kind of serial uh, archaeological adventuring, you know, type uh, storytelling in the first place back in the 80s. So, yeah. Um, and I have to say, you know that that rope swing that Indy does in the beginning of uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, where he like mm-hmm. he like swings into a river. I have oh. been right where that rope swing was in Hawaii. So wow, beautiful. So I'm probably the biggest Indiana Jones fan here because of that. So well, I doubt it. You want this? You want this Star Wars? Right. So I'm just saying I'm more qualified <laughs> to like Indiana Jones than you, and I picked the correct game. So. <laughs> Uh, final thoughts. I'm definitely excited for a new indie game. Have we had an Indiana Jones game since the old point and click uh, uh, LucasArts games? And that's, also, that's the next one you should play, Mike. The that one? Yeah, with your dog. Yeah, it's not available on a platform I can play it on. You can emulate. 
Ooh, that's mm, illegal, sure David. Absolutely can. I'll <laughs> help sure you out. I'll help Highly you illegal. Out. Highly. Um, anyway, so I'm very excited about playing an Indiana Jones games. I love yeah. machine games. I, I'm a very big fan of the Wolfenstein games. Wolfenstein. Um, just knowing that the Star Wars franchise, I mean, Star Wars is fine. I like Star Wars. I'm not a huge fan of Star Wars. Um, so that doesn't win me over automatically. And knowing that it's massive and it's open world, I assume games as a service. So at least at the moment, at this moment in time, I am not excited whatsoever for this other Star Wars games until I see something that shows me it's not a Destiny clone. Man. What a shame. Hey, Mike, by the way, I'm going to blow your mind right now just to wrap up this story, uh, this topic. Uh, Have you ever heard of good old games? I'm aware of good old games. Uh, If you if you Google good old games, Indiana Jones, Indiana Jones and the fate of Atlantis is six bucks on good old games. And there's a Mac version. There is a Mac version. Oh, I will buy it then. There you go. Thank you. He just turned his whole life around, David. That's what the Super Best Friends video game sleepover is all about, folks. <laughs> That's right. They have Monkey Island on there too. You just witnessed magic oh, happening. It's a great game amongst great friends. Game. One of my one of my all time faves. Yeah, on Steam it's only on Windows though. So I mean, so yeah. weird. It is weird. But uh, anyway, that's my topic, guys. Yay! All right. So end of the show plugs for all. You guys, we made it. Uh, of course, uh, you can keep up with us at sbfegs.com. That's where you can find links to the episodes, the social media, the Twitch channel, the Discord, which you should join, and uh, merchandise, all that fun stuff. So, um, And, of course, if you like what we do, you want to see us doing more of it, the best ways to support the show are by supporting us on patreon.com slash sbfvgs and subscribing on twitch.tv slash sbfvgs. Um, yeah, and again, special thanks to uh, Mr. Tom Titus Hughes for becoming mm-hmm. a Patreon producer this fortnight. Uh, very much appreciated, Tom. You are yep. a diamond in the rough, I would say. A diamond in the rough. <laughs> diamond so, in the rough. <laughs> so, and of course, uh, you can just spread the word, tell a friend, leave an iTunes review, whatever it might be, that all of that stuff helps. So uh, we very much appreciate you guys uh, spreading the word. So, uh, and of course, a very special thanks to Eric Kruger who's right here in the chat for his mm-hmm. uh, handsome, handsome face and also for our podcast logo, but mostly for his handsome, handsome face. Mm. <laughs> and you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at SBFVGS podcast. I'm on those uh, platforms as well. Uh, Barry White, B-U-R-Y-W-I-T-E. Mike is Taco Douglas. David is David mm-hmm. J. Tate. And of course, you can uh, send me a, a PSN or Xbox Live friend request. Barry White there as well. You know, let's get crazy. Let's get crazy together. Let's get wild. Just, let's get wild. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all the time we have for Super Best Friends video game, video game sleepover, <laughs> episode one sixty five. Thank you for listening. We'll be back every two weeks with more nerdery of the highest order and other talk on gaming. Uh, hit us up with your questions, topics, or musings if you want to be part of the show. Goodbye, everybody. Hey, Yay! goodbye. Yay! See you guys. You start like going to bars and playing darts and drinking and smoking too much. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what exactly what happens to me if I stay. Yeah, up I, I get it. I get it. The gremlin hours. It's no yeah. joke.
This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.